Yo, what's going on? What is the deal? What's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards, coming to you live and direct, but this is pre-taped, uh, from All Things Comedy Studios, which means I'm back in the wood of Holly. Uh, bring the beat in right about now, son! You know what I'm saying? Yo, it's good to be back, man. It's, it's always fun. You know, I mean, because All Things Comedy is, is, is our network, so it's nice to get to come out here. See my man Big Mike Flynn on the board. <laughs> um, you know, shout out to All Things Comedy, all, all our uh, comedy brethren and sistren on All Things Comedy. Um, y'all make sure you, uh, you know, check out the website, allthingscomedy.com. Check out a lot of the uh, a lot of the funny people with different podcasts from Ian Edwards and his soccer comic rant to uh, <laughs> Dean Del Rey's Let There Be Talk. Uh, obviously, Billy's uh, you know the Monday Morning Podcast and, and so many more to, to choose from the, the uh, Kira Saltanovich show. Uh, uh, the, the, the crab is it crab feast or the crab fest? The crab feast. Um, my bad. I just missed my boy Felipe Esparza's uh, uh What Up Fool podcast. <laughs> That's my man. Hey yo, and I'm excited because he thinks he's the plan B, but he really isn't. Uh, <laughs> I got my man a special guest. You know, he <laughs> he came in last minute to to, to do me a solid. Um, <laughs> give it up for my man Sidney Castillo. Yo, in the building. What up, man? What's poppin', son? I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. Let me let me just let y'all know. <laughs> let me let y'all know what happened. Now check it out, right? So, uh, originally, uh, I had a meeting this morning, and a buddy of mine who uh, um, Royale Watkins, um who a lot of people um, may or may not recognize from different television appearances, writing on different shows. I think currently he's uh, he's writing, I'm not, I'm not sure what he's writing on, but I know he's writing on a show right now. A uh, very funny comedian slash producer. And uh, Royale just hit me a couple weeks ago saying that he has this new podcast. So I said, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm coming out to L.A. I got to make sure that uh, I get you in as a, as a guest. So they're like, yeah, Playboy, let's let's do it. Um, I, you know, that I've, first, also thank you to, to Mike Flynn and ATC because they squeezed us in here because I, I waited to the last minute because I'm a comedian and, and comedians are, comedians as professional as we are, sometimes we, we we have the best intentions. <laughs> just don't get we to it. Just don't get to it. Um, and so I waited last minute to uh, to book studio time, but then uh, Royale was all set. But he has children now. Royale, uh, his his family and 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 his kids' school are in the valley. So in order for him to come over to Hollywood. He would need a little more time. Royale cancel. <laughs> so okay, Royale, this is something so, up. Hold on, Royale hold on. couldn't make no, it. No, no. So peeps. So <laughs> after my meeting earlier today, we 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 were coming to to record at around I don't know two fifteen. Uh, Royale asked me to send him the directions this morning, right? So I copied and pasted. Here's, here's a little lesson uh, to you, youngins. Uh, the 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 Father Market Protocol. The the early lesson in this episode is. Be as specific as possible, because if you give people any more information than necessary, it can be taken literally. So I copied and pasted Mike's message to me that Mike sent to me yesterday saying, uh, um, we're all set for 2.30 p.m. 
tomorrow and and he said i think the date um so i just copy paste the whole thing and then send that to royale this morning royale had been asking me to change uh to a later time or an earlier time so he could make it to pick up his kids so i sent him that i just called him an hour ago i'm like all right man i'll see you in an hour he's like an hour he's like i thought we were doing it tomorrow i was like what do you mean he misread because he saw in the email, in the text, that the copy and pasted text, it said tomorrow. Therefore, he thought we pushed it back to tomorrow. Yeah, so, okay. fortunately, my boy Sydney was with me. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Hashtag emergency friend. Yes, yes. Hashtag, emer <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag emergency friend. In, case, in case, case of emergency, break glass and Sydney sit, standing there. I'll Boom. be at your podcast. Boom. So uh, so I appreciate appreciate you coming through, brother. I'm also staying with Sid Sydney's one of the people that I stay with. Um, a lot of y'all know from, from previous episodes, I used to stay with... Uh, Russell Peters often. I think Russ is still on uh, a world tour somewhere in Mumbai or somewhere. Yeah, he's somewhere overseas yeah. in Mars selling uh, But But fortunately, I, I stay with Sydney. Bit of a, you know, a bit of a step down what? from. Step down. From, I think it's a step from, up. Okay? <laughs> a step up. At my place, you can see where you, you can make your vision board possible at my place. Right, right, At right. Russell's, you'll need to make a vision board. like, I want this place. It's not realistic. Right, 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 right. I'm so, motivated in my place. <laughs> you sleep on my couch and you wake up with goals. <laughs> goals and aspirations. Absolutely. Uh, now, Sid, you know, for, for those of you who don't know, well, I'm actually very proud of my, my boy Sydney, man, because, uh, you know, because I, I remember, I remember when he first started in this comedy thing, when he first moved to L.A., and uh, and this year, you, I'm sitting here, if y'all, for those who don't know um, who Sydney Castillo is, uh, he is the the winner of the inaugural season of Marlon Wayans' Funniest Wins. Now, now you're smiling. Why are you smiling? Why are you laughing? Just laughing, man. Hey, Everybody man. get the name wrong. People be bringing me up on stage. He won the show. Who the funniest? No, it's funniest. He win, won. Right? Yeah, it's funniest okay. wins. You got it right. That's what someone's like. Oh, I appreciate oh okay. It. Yeah, I'm, but you're my friend, so of no, course. I appreciate it, man. That would suck. Hey, he, yeah, man. What if I did? I was like, yo, give it up for my man. He he won the inaugural the inaugural se season of. Funniest dude out there. <laughs> I would just laugh. <laughs> on, on, on BTS. It's TBS. <laughs> it's TBS, man. It's Come TBS, on. bro. It's Goodness TBS. Gracious. Conan and uh, Marlon Wayne. Um, now, dude, like, I I almost want to start there and then work work backwards. Like, how did, first, first of all, how did you get involved with Funniest Wins? Because that's, I. everyone can win. It's almost like Kelly Clarkson, right? Kelly Clarkson. I don't care who wins American Idol. To me, the American Idol, the the the, the baddest American Idol is the one who won it first. Yeah. Against yeah. Justin Guarini's Afro. You yeah, know, right. Like, and yeah. like uh, uh and there have been many American Idols that have won that have I, I just met uh Chris Chris Daughtry couple weeks ago he he i think he was top four but then he got ejected and i actually asked him i said were you glad to get ejected or did you are you upset he was like no it was the best thing ever happened to me not winning you know mm -hmm. um fantasia i think won season three kelly uh kelly clarkson season one ruben studded kelly she, from the kelly from burleson texas she's from right i'm she's, from forward texas which is about 15 minutes from burleson i heard she used to work at um hyenas comedy club oh really I didn't which hear I'm, I'm i'm there in uh in june but yeah i heard yeah. kelly clark 
fucks and is, used to work at Hyenas. I was like, oh, word? That's why I strive. She's my motivation. Like if, if Kelly Clarkson can make it out of here. Really? No, not at all. But I, I, I always rooted for her, though, because she was back from Burleson. Right, 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 right. Now, so how, how, did, how did that feel? Like, how did you get involved with Funniest Wins? Was it just a straight audition? Yeah, it was weird. I'll be honest with you. My manager said, hey, you want to do Funniest Wins? And I was like, what is that? She was right. like, it's a competition show. And I was okay. like, nah. And she was like, I think. Now, why'd you say no initially? Just, I'd never really been fans of competitions. And why? Just why? because comedically, I feel like everybody has their own lane or whatever. And mm -hmm. I just feel like, I, I don't know, I never wanted to enter a competition. I just want to be funny. Okay. And do the best I can do. And then compete. And it's like, you know, I don't know. I just love being funny and just doing that. So a competition, I was like, I was just, at first, didn't know about. And then my manager was like, I, you should do it. It's going to be great. exposure. like, boom. And then I went to audition. And when we did the audition, it was like a personality test, basically. So I went there just kind of having fun. I was like, "All right, cool. This is you know." Which is probably why you you move forward. You didn't put you didn't put uh, unnecessary pressure on on yourself. And, I didn't. And you know, let's be honest with you. I just I kid you not. I got the audition, then I got the callback, and then at the callback, they were were down to twenty something people across the country, and they were okay. going to choose ten. And then I found out. That you win a hundred thousand dollars if you win. I found out. Then you got back. nervous. Let's not nervous. I called my manager. I said, "Yo, do you know you win money if you win the show?" <laughs> and she said, "Yeah, you win like ten grand." I said, "Nah, you win a hundred thousand dollars." Right. She's like, "Yes, yeah, so I will call you back." <laughs> so she didn't. She was. Yo, I know. Hilarious. So <laughs> she then didn't. she's thinking, "Oh, the commission's not gonna be that much." Then, then I was actually a, a, a audition for it, right? And I was actually an alternate on the show. I wasn't really. I wasn't really cast to be on the show. Now hold on, real quick. It was three alternates. That's that's crazy. And what what I what I like, I think I think most most comedians that that have been doing it long enough, kind of realize the. I think fundamentally, the, one of the biggest problems with uh with do, any be, being part of any uh, contest is that comedy is so subjective. Unlike I, I always say that, unlike every other form of uh, entertainment, if someone if someone hits a bad note, or someone's tone deaf, you you can hear it. You know when when Peter Brady sang, uh, "When it's time to change, then it's time to change." You're like, okay, his voice is going, right. uh, and but they made it work. Comedy, if because I I done. A, a bunch of contests. When I first started, I did you know a, a bunch of contests. Uh, first show I ever, first time I ever was on stage was in a contest with a bunch of rappers and singers, and comedy was still kind of uh, new, you know, to to as far as people seeing comedians in uh, in talent shows. So um, I didn't win, but I was fine with it because the winner won. Uh, one studio time, um, you know, to, yeah. to to record a demo. Um, so I think it's important for people to understand that comedy is so subjective. Like if 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 you and I are in a contest and we we both get standing ovations, how can you say one was better than the other? So so I I, I feel you on that. So so go ahead. So you you're an alternate. I'm an alternate. Three alternates, mm -hmm. and so I'm I'm irritated at this point. Of course. I was like, uh, and it's just me being honest. Like I feel like I'm, I work hard. I'm humble, but I was irritated. I was like, man. Now were you irritated because you felt like you should have been? You should without question. You should have been. Well, uh, uh, I never, never want to be one of those guys. Like, man, I should just be on there. But I felt like, man, I thought my audition was a little different. I was outside the box, and I was just frustrated that I didn't. I guess kill, let's say. Mm -hmm. And then you know, it's like I did some things on TV. I was like, this could be a next thing for me. Okay. So I was an alternate. I'm just being upset. And then the day 
they were, you know, cutting it down. Like they sent one alternate home, and it was just me and another guy. Okay. Now, at the time, we're staying at a hotel. The hotel comes and gets you. Now, where where is it? Downtown, LA? Down, yeah, downtown okay. LA. Okay. The hotel people come and get me. Like you gotta get out your room. You gotta check out. I oh. Like, I was like, no, I'm. I think I'm on the show. I'm not sure. I'm an alternate, right? Oh wow! So, so they so, they playing you to the side. Oh, so up. they just they were just making that they didn't know yet. They okay. was deciding on that final person. Yo, eleven fifty at night. Mm -hmm. The cast is downstairs. I'm the only alternate left. Mm. And I told everybody. Damn. I said, listen, I don't know if I'm gonna be on the show tomorrow. Um, but it was nice meeting all of you. And I knew Tiff, you know, Billy. Tiffany Haddish. I found out at like 11.58 at night. I Billy got a text, you're on the show. I was like, oh, great, great. Okay. I celebrated for like six minutes, and then we had to be work next right. day at 7.30. Right. So, yeah, that was great to do the show. It was right, a lot right. of fun. I didn't really start looking at the competition until a couple weeks left. Because before, it's like you just learn so much. Like, But they don't show us like you learn a lot. Like oh, editing, yeah. how to shoot something through more, and the people you're working with, uh -huh. the camera people are experts in this field. Okay. So it's like you really learn a lot. It was like a camp. Now, they were, they're recording a camp. You now, know what, what I mean? separated, uh, what separates, because uh, do you know if it's coming back for a second season? I doubt it because Marlon's got a new show now. Coming right, on, he uh, does. On NBC. on NBC. That's yeah. right, that's right. Okay, well, well, the inaugural and final Boom. season right. all in one. <laughs> there it is. You got, but you got that. So, what separates? Um, what separated? Funniest wins from say last comic standing. Um, Would you say last comic is? I think they're they're more focal point, and I like last comic. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people did that. Us, uh, their focal point is just stand up specifically. Specifically stand up. Stand -up okay. To stand up and funniest wins was geared towards. Stand-up, internet, parody songs, uh, making live sketches, then making sketches, you know, video sketches, you know, animation. It was really kind of chess. So just A little comedy, bit of Vine, just comedy, period. Period. In all kinds of forms. And it was time. So it was like a, like I say, like a boot camp okay. of different comedic, you know, things you could do in okay. a certain amount of time, which kind of, you know, was nerve-wracking with your brain trying to create, because there's some funny people on there. Yeah, it sound, it, 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 to me, it's reminiscent of uh, SNL because you're you're working... Yeah. So many different uh, you get, tools. Yeah, you get a sketch you got to write the night before, and mm -hmm. you know you perform on TV the next day. Right. You know. You now was record. was it live? Was it ever live? No, never live. Okay. It was okay. pre-recorded, but okay. Um, yeah, it was always a different audience in there. So so um so it comes down to I said and, and I'll be honest. I, well, I told you this. I the only I, I think I saw some of the first episode. I was on the road a bunch, um and out of country. Um, I was, uh, uh, and I, I think I was going, I was going for like a month, like gigging overseas. So I get back and I see Sid is like, it's down to like the final three. It was yeah. you, Jenny's uh, and Billy Sorrell. Billy, right. And so I'm like, and, and his was funny and this is not to take away from anyone else on the show, but from the jump when I'm looking at, you know, Everyone that's on there and the, and the amount of talent uh, uh, all these all these uh, comics possess, I'm like, a, I'm rooting for you because you're my boy. But b, I'm saying, Sid is the strongest pure stand-up out there. So if it comes down to the stand-up, Sid <laughs> Sid's got it in my opinion. So uh, I remember watching the final episode. I DVR the final episode, and I think I watched it. I came home that night, and I was like, you know, just watch it. I remember you ever you ever like say here I'm gonna just fast forward through most of this but so you're standing you're not even sitting down so I do that do that and then I get to each person stand up and watch and watch and then I get to sit and I'm actually it's, it's late at night I'm laughing out loud waking the house hold up because I was like 
I think shit got this. One. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I think my man's about to about to get this this hundred K son. That's when it got real. That last episode. Right. Listen, that the we on TV they edited differently than how we shot. Oh, in what I, way? Um, on TV I went last. In reality, I went first. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I um yeah. So I did stand up first in my sketch oh, or whatever. That's but interesting. when I did my stand up, I was like, mm, I was like. You know, as a comic, you just wish you could always do a better set. I was like, right. But when we went to sketches, I knew when we shot my sketch, mm -hmm. I knew the, the visual of the insane guy. That, right. Like, you you, you spoofed Sean T. Right. Like, I knew that was funny. Right. Like, that, could, that, that was funny. Because plus you have, I can see people saying you favor him enough. Right. That, yeah. And so then the live sketch, what we did, listen, we when I wrote it, I was like, Yo, okay, boom, I'll say live your dreams. Mm -hmm. Right. You'll say live your dreams to me. And I was mm -hmm. like, it's, I'm too old. I said, then I want you to chant, live your dreams. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say, okay. I say, do it three times, right? Mm -hmm. Live your dream. I'm like, I don't know. Live your dreams. Another joke, live your dreams, and I'm going to do it. But we never accounted for the audience chanting, live your dreams, too, in the show. Mm. So they said, he said, live your dreams. And the audience started chanting, oh, and it just cool. made the moment so like, yo, yeah. like this is uh, this is a really happening. Right, right. And they stood up and chanted, live your dreams, we was leaving. Right. Like, I almost cried backstage. <laughs> I'm a big dude. I got a moment. I'm like, yo, this is crazy, the hard work. This, it was just a good moment. That's, that's dope. So... You went, uh, they announced your name. Yeah, called my mother. Called your mom, mom yeah. Dukes. Family's proud back back there in Texas. Yeah. How long does it take before everybody and their mother... Because that's the thing. And Anytime you're on television, when you're on TV, period, people automatically assume you're rich. Absolutely. People, so if, if people see you like, um, like the first your first uh, TV show after you did Bad Boys of Comedy, I'm sure people in Texas you ain't seen in years hitting you up but on no, Facebook. That, that Bad Boys of Comedy was on some. We really happy for him. Okay, like that's dude from Southwest High School. Like he's really doing this. Right. Who, who knew he do comedy? Right. Then I did like a, a couple of shows on BET. Right. Right after that, right. I had two shows back to back that guy ended up getting canceled. But right. after those, she'll be like, oh, hold up. This show, the honey, they they think I've been stacking money for so right, long. Right, right. It's like, oh, this hundred grand would probably go this other three hundred fifty grand. <laughs> See, right. caked up, like, right. It changed dating. Did it? And what? Well, how? 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 Because I I'm a sucker, man. So something not like a sucker, you but are. like you are. No, nah, you know what it was. I tell you one story. Okay, bet. And this is when I learned, like, man, these women do exist because you hear about it. But uh -huh. I met a beautiful girl in Dallas who won't be unnamed. Okay. Right? <laughs> we'll talk after. This I need show. him to listen to this one. Go move. Yeah, go do that. Listen. Meet a beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. I mean, like body gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Not on some like ratchetness. Like from Texas. Yes. So she got. She Texas lives in Texas. Body. Boom. She's from nice. Nebraska, but she lives in Texas. Okay. She has a job in Texas. Has her own nice car. Has her own nice little job. Nice. We go out to eat. Nice. Now her ex boyfriend that she dated was in the NFL. I was like, oh, okay, oh, whatever. Wow. So okay. boom. So as a main, like, so okay, she's whatever. been around paper. So hold up. So I'm like, all right, bet, cool. But she has her own stuff. Whatever, whatever. Okay. We go on a date. It's a good time. In the second day, we go a good time. She's like, you know what, Sid. So what do you want to do? I've always wanted to do a blog for myself. I mean, da, 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 da. I don't want to teach yoga. Okay. I want to teach yoga one day, but I'm not certified. So you should get certified. Called my friend up. You know, they made a blog site for me. For you know, and I gave it. Hey, here's a blog site for mm -hmm. you. Now, it, to somebody think it probably cost a whole bunch of money, it really didn't. You know what I mean? But it was just a thought. She really enjoyed it. Cool. Mm -hmm. It was around Halloween. I got a text. She goes, "Can you talk right now?" I was like, "I'm working. What's up?" I mm -hmm. was writing at the time, and she goes, "I was wondering if um." I can ask you a question. I was like, I found a place where I could do yoga and get certified. I said, congratulations. She said, yeah, um, only thing is it costs $1,800. Mm. I was wondering, could you could you pay the $1,800? This pay is post-Funniest Wins. Yes. And she was like, and I was wondering if you could pay the $1,800 and I'd pay you back in installments. Oh. Never to contact her again. 
I said, no. I said, we'll talk about it tonight. Right. Didn't call her. Next week she called me. I guess you're upset about something. You don't have to talk to me. Talk to me if that's how you feel. I was like, how do you ask somebody for eighteen hundred dollars on the second, third day? Right, right, right. And you knew I wanted the money because she double tapped my picture. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! So the thumb tap gives people away. Yeah. <laughs> so so let's we'll go back in time, right? Um, where where what's the name of the town you're from? Fort Worth, Texas. You're from Fort Worth. Okay, so you're from Fort Worth. Um, at what point? Because I always like anytime I have guests, I'm always curious. What started this journey, you know, because it's it's, such, it's the road less traveled, as, as we all know. I was playing ball, boom, at a big D1. Not really. Uh, I was playing junior college ball, okay. right? And I was what, like 18. Play, were you playing junior college with plans to um, transfer to, to play a, a, to college? I didn't care what college. I just wanted a scholarship. I wanted a chance to go to the tournament one day. Okay. So I, even if that was through HBCU, I was going to try to go to Prairie View University okay. and see if we can get that big. I just really wanted to play. Okay. And then after a while, I, you start, you know, once you're not an elite athlete, like I was an elite athlete, you realize mm -hmm. this is going to become to an end. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, was a, I was a realist. We had the same conversation with Ian where Ian Edwards, he, he thought he was going to play soccer until he met some soccer yeah. players that were, like, really, really Listen, good. Listen, the like, first time I got done by a white dude, Mm -hmm. was in college and it got oh. real. Oh, wow. Because I'd always, not to say white people can't jump, but I always... But they said it in the movie, more, yeah. so it had to be true. I was a little bit more superior in high school than right. some of the guys we played against. Right. When I got to junior college level, yeah. this boy jumped over me so quick. and yeah. this, I was like, ah, I can't do this. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I ended up doing an uh, um, a open mic one time at like 1920. 1920? No, I was 1920 years old. Oh, okay. I was like, where, where's your flux capacitor to take you back? They let you play back then? No, so so but even before that, so how, what made you go to an open mic in the first place? Like, I was funny at my job. I was working at John Wilbur Powers, acting and modeling talent school. You know, the people that take your money. I was working whoa, there. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you didn't think we were going to... We were going to hear the word modeling and acting school I was, and not address I went to, that. That's how I got started in acting. I went to John R. Powers Modeling Acting School off Campbell in Fort Worth, Texas. And I got a, I got a, I paid a fee. I paid like $1,300 for classes. <laughs> and I learned how to be a model, walk like a model. And I learned how to uh, act. That's how I originally got started. And I originally moved out to California to try to model. And I'm just being honest with you. Now, listen, you can laugh, but back home, I'm a dime back home. You're a, you're a dime back in Fort Worth, Texas. Absolutely. I took pictures and everything. Now, what do you, would you consider yourself, if you if you were 10 in Fort Worth, what are you in, in Hollywood? What part of California? Am I south of Pico? Okay. North, uh, of Pico? north of Pico, Hollywood, Hollywood. Uh, well, there's a lot of competition in that area. I okay, say, let's go south of Pico first. Oh, eight or nine. Come eight on. or nine, okay. Now, north of Pico. Oh, towards Towards the south. that's where Boris and them live. <laughs> you know, Boris Kojo, that's where a lot of the tens live. But right. I consider myself, you know, with confidence and what I have to bring to the table, I think I'm a strong 9.7. Okay. Yeah, okay. to the right woman. Okay. I cook. To the right woman. I cook. I'm funny. I play dominoes. Okay. You, know? you do play dominoes. You Absolutely. Do. You do. Okay, so you're in my... I'm sorry. You're Why are you model? laughing? Whenever I say no, I'm on yeah, the no. model, people look at me like I'm on my mind. But 10 years ago, I had a different look. Yeah, I, I and it's possible. I just, I'm. The, What's my shirt say right now? It's called projection. What's my shirt say? Your shirt says hashtag regular body, and and that's what <laughs> models need. It's all this, you know. People think you got to have airbrushes. Abs. You don't need abs. You just right. have confidence. Exactly, exactly. That's what I have. I have a, I have a stomach and jokes. 
But I got a nice smile. You have a wonderful smile to the female listeners. Pause. Thank you. Um, so you're in you're in acting slash modeling school. When I first started, um, yeah. And I'm they they here. they got your thirteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. At what point? Do they motivate you or does going to this modeling acting school inspire you to say, you know what? You going to be honest? I'm I'm a I'm a good-looking model type, but I'm also funny. I'm going to be honest with you. You ready? Please do. The truth is in 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 forward I felt like if you didn't hoop or you didn't play football, you mm-hmm. just got you just you got left in the city. And you started uh, not doing nothing with your life, right? So, so you I was like, complacent. I'm not a college dude. Okay. I, I'm out of school already at 19. I'm just working a full-time job. And I was like, I'm acting. I'm funny, okay? And then I got an agent in Dallas. Somebody right. took me on. And I booked yeah. a commercial as an extra on this ITT Tech commercial. Oh, that's dope. And I booked a foot action print ad. Do you still have the, the ITT Tech spot uh, on no. tape? I was just smiling at the end of the commercial. Okay. They put me in the computer. I smiled. But I got recognized back home. I was like, oh, snaps. And I did a foot action. I was like, I'm finna move to California. Too soon. I only booked two or three things. Right. And I should have saved money. At but this I was like, point, you're not even doing comedy. You know? No, nah, I already did it one time before. I was like, that was just for fun. Okay. I was like, let me try to get this modeling money and act. How'd you wind up doing it that first time? I did okay. I remember I was nervous. I remember holding a mic stand. I had a joke about Destiny's Child. No, but how did you? Uh, how'd you go about like you? Oh, my you my your... my friends, I work with. They knew a girl who did comedy, mm-hmm. and then they suggested that they, that I do it. And okay. so the whole office came and saw me. Oh wow. Okay, so you had the audience stacked. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it was one of those. I brought yeah. like 10, 12 people. Okay. And All right. I moved out here into comedy like maybe a couple years after I moved out here. So you move out to Los Angeles. Uh, where do you move to? At first, I moved to Santa Clarita, mm-hmm. Santa Clarita, California, which is like right by Valencia, by Six Flags. Okay, okay. All right, so you move out there. Do you know anyone out here? Uh, I had a grandmother and an aunt that live out there, and I knew this white family that went to John R. Powers. Their son moved out here. Okay. Act, so I stayed with them. Oh, like, that was cool. The first, like, six months, and then I got a place in North Hollywood. Okay. I actually, I was staying at Oakwood Apartments for, like, maybe a month with my homeboy. And I got kicked out of there. And then really? I, like, now, now um, for those that don't know, Oakwood Apartments, um... Uh, that's where, that's all, where, the where all the child actors and, go, yeah. and they'll put on like if, if like actually Godfrey, our buddy Godfrey is shooting something right now. So Godfrey, the the uh, production company or the the TV show production, they actually put mm-hmm. put talent up in all the Oakwood apartments. I used to see back in the day, I used to see like uh, this dude came to my show not too long ago, and I was like, oh snaps, he thought I was working on some TV. I said, no, you should stay in the Oakwood. Frankie Muniz. Oh, Frankie okay. Muniz, Hillary Duff. Before they got big, like let's oh, say like wow. years ago, they used to be kids in right. Oakwood just hooping. And, well, we all used to be kids. Well, yeah, you know, I'm a little older than them, but like that we should all be around just hanging out. Oh, wow. And then I, they blew up. I was like, oh, them the kids from Oakwood. Right. So I right. stayed there for like six months and then I ended up oh, wow. in a place in North Hollywood. Well, I was staying with a family. I was family hopping. My parents didn't know that because I couldn't have a place yet. Oh. Couldn't afford a place. And then I got my own place at like 23. Okay. All right. So you get your own place. And at what point do you, do you go... Uh, to a comedy club for the first time. Uh, I remember going. I used to work at BJ's Brewer House, and this dude named Matt Dittman used to do stand up all the time. And he used to have people from the restaurant come see him. So I used okay. to go watch him. Like, oh snap! Where? What club? He's just like a Improv Olympic. It's a club. Okay, I know. I like yeah, I know. And so then I was like, I want to do this. I'm taking it seriously. So mm-hmm. kid you not, every Tuesday, I would pay two drink minimum and a cost to get in tripping on Tuesdays. And Guy Tori used to host. Okay, right. And then on day, Sundays, yeah. Chris Spencer used to host Chocolate Sundays. Right. And I used to go every Sunday and Tuesday like it was my college for like six to eight months. And wow. Just, and just watch, bring people from my job and just, this is what I'm going to do. And I didn't know how to do it, so I just would watch first. 
I would uh, watch how to host a room and just watch different comics. Mm-hmm. Kevin D. Ray, Corey Holcomb, T. K. Kirkland, mm-hmm. Scrancho. What? Wait. Around what year did you move? Oh, I moved out here. Shoot. Oh three. Oh, probably I moved out here at 03, so stand up started at 05. Maybe. Okay. So, no, I, I just because I noticed you named a bunch of comedians. Like before I started, I was just watching. I was like, right. I just, boom. And then I met, oh, okay, yeah. Then, okay, so yeah, boom. But, that's, yeah. but listen, that's before I started stand up. Okay. Then I get in stand up. Okay. So then I get in stand up. I'd be doing stand up like, you know, a year or whatnot. Uh-huh. And I met this guy that uh-huh. you had on here named Ian Edwards. Uh huh. And listen, I, I'm just a prideful Texas dude. Mm-hmm. I don't like people disrespecting me, right? So I don't know the protocol or nothing when I started. <laughs> I just knew this guy. I said, how you doing? And he said, he wants to do your show. He should do your show. I said, how you doing? My name is Sidney. He was like, Ian. And I was like, you want to do my show? He was like, yeah, how do you do your show? How do you get on your show? And I was like, do you have a tape or something I can look at? Did you really say that? <laughs> I promise. And he goes, do, do I what? I said, do you have a tape or something that I can look at? I said, I've never seen you before. Oh! <laughs> he goes... He goes, no, I don't have a tape. He goes, but I've written on shows like such and such. I said, I understand what you're saying, but <laughs> a lot of people sit out in Hollywood. Like, I was just so wrong, right? Oh, wow. Listen, I messed over. <laughs> Listen, then we became friends. So as friends. Sid, in his own words, um, he just let you know the protocol was um, awful. His protocol was awful. And for the newer cast, yo, pro- your your protocol should stay. You should know who's out there. I was a dude that wanted to model who did comedy. <laughs> I didn't know these people. I just knew he was trying to get on the show. I, it's a listen. It's a story when I got cool with Ian because he still had dreads at the time too, right? No, no, he cut his hair. Okay, but I listen. It's I remember. Then I did a show called the Derby. At the Derby, my boy Matt, we hosted the show. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to meet comics, and I had to learn how to act as a not as a person, but sometimes you know I come from Fort Worth and basketball. Right. I was really aggressive. Right. It's like. You know, boom. You know what I mean? So yeah. I remember Brian Scalero. Yeah, yeah. Comedian, uh, right? Brian Scalero also has a funny uh, podcast on All Things he's Comedy Network. He's so funny to me. Oh, he's hilarious. He's so funny. Hey, hey, hey. I'd just been doing comedy not that long, uh-huh. right? And Brian Scalero was supposed to go up, right? Uh-huh. And then Ian Edwards walked in. I was so happy that Ian was here. Uh-huh. I said, Ian, when you want to go up? He was like, uh, I'm so, Ian is like now like my comedy guy. Like, oh, right. Ian. Because you at this point, you've seen him. I've seen him. I'm I'm learning under him. Mm-hmm. He said, I wanted, can I go up next? I said, no problem. And I remember Brian Scalero said, hey, man. He goes, he goes hey, hey. I was up next. You said I was going up okay. next. And I handled this the wrong way. I said, who are you talking to? Oh, and he was gosh. Like, and he was like, huh? I said, let me talk to you for a second. And we were biking by the bar, the derby. I said, come to this kitchen. Right? It was like a little double Whoa. doors. And he goes, what's going on? I said, hey, man, this is my show. And Ian's up next. And he goes, hey, buddy, it's cool. I'm just asking because you told me it's all right. And then I was like, all right. And I told Ian, I was like, yeah, yeah some guy named Brian Scalero is going to try to tell me. He was mad. He goes, Sydney, you handled that the wrong way. <laughs> And then I felt, listen, years had passed by. I saw Brian, who probably doesn't even remember this story. I walked in and laughed right one time. I said, hey, man, I was rude to you six years, seven years ago. I never left me. And I've always been sorry about that. Oh, shit. I didn't know. I didn't know how to be, you know, I didn't know. That's But that's what I'm saying. It's like if you're a newer cat and you're, and you're, because you just anyone, be respected anyone too quickly, that's, you, know, you know what I mean? Anyone that's new, when you first start off, you're, you go and you hang out, you linger and you watch and keep your eye out, your your eyes out for who's, you know, the guy, the quote unquote, the veterans that are there yeah. before you because they had to follow a certain protocol, so therefore you have to follow the same and respect 
that uh, that they are now they've sort of graduated. And Ian helped me a lot with it. I'll tell you that Ian after a while Ian took me. I learned how to write through Ian, mm-hmm. like at his house, write projects, and he wouldn't even let me touch the computer. Well, hold up, I don't even before we get there. Because I'll tell you, you what's ahead. your your first time? I'm not even going to count Fort Worth. Uh-huh. First um, time on stage. First time on stage in 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 L. A. A real crowd or open mic. Period. Open mic, Ha Ha Cafe. Ha Ha Cafe, which is still, would I would say, okay, for 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 those that aren't familiar with the the LA comedy scene, you have the A rooms, you have the the trifecta of the A rooms, you have the Laugh Factory, uh, the Improv, and the Comedy Store. Um, those are the A rooms. Then B rooms, would you consider being B B clubs? I would say are clubs that are comedy clubs. Um, but maybe are off the beaten path, like like the Comedy Union, which is on Pico. A lot of B clubs, I would um, say. In the ha Ha Comedy yeah. Club, Flappers. Yeah. Um, these are all comedy clubs, and and I I hope no one uh, misinterprets this as me saying saying they're lesser clubs. They're just they're off the beaten path because they're not on Sunset or right in the heart of Hollywood. So Ha Ha, because um, I remember I used to. I used to go there. I I don't go there. I haven't been there in years, actually. I'm going to go there with you. I'm going to go with you you tonight. Um, But, uh, no, I always, I I, I thought that was, what's what's the name of, uh, is it a Mexican couple that owns it? Uh, uh, Jack and. uh, Jack. Yeah, but I think she's Mexican and he might be Mexican and Armenian. Okay, okay. And they were always very, I remember the first time I went there. They, they they were just very friendly and yeah. gracious. They they were like, yeah, anytime you want to come back, and so I appreciate that. Nice. So so that's that's dope. Your first first real time on stage was open mic. Kyle Irby used mic to bring me up at at the Ha Ha. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember your material selection? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, oh. I was my material. I used to have it on tape. I think I still have it on VHS. My material first was about um, living in a studio apartment. Mm-hmm. About. It's about where I was in my life. Things I haven't changed. No, when I moved like... into a, a, a apartment out here, apartments didn't come with refrigerators. Ugh. So my phone, my first joke was like, you know, I'm paying 1100 bucks and it don't come with a fridge. Like, you know, the fridge is like, you know, how much is a fridge? Like 1200 bucks. Like, does it come with an apartment? <laughs> That's like, funny. Okay. My first boom, boom, boom. <laughs> right. I had a joke about sex, having sex, you know, 45 minutes. I had a joke about going to the doctor. Okay. Really, just all of this trivial stuff. Right, but, right. You know, being broke. Right. All the stuff you talk about when you first start doing stand up. Right, right, right. Okay, but you. Then the you, comedy, you, you came around, and that was the first time in front of a real crowd. And that's when I got the bug bug. No, well, okay, so when you when you first started at the Ha Ha, uh-huh. are you getting laughs? Because it's an open mic, so it's it's mostly comics? Yeah, it's mostly comics. Never really did a real show there at that, ta- at that time. I was just doing coffee shops. Okay. I would just run and go any mic I could do. I would do the Ha Ha, I would do the comedy store in the belly mm-hmm. room back when Leslie used to host it. Oh, wow. I would go to Mixed Nuts, I would go to Comedy Union, I would go to this little open mic in Hollywood. Okay. A lot of coffee shops. Anywhere I get on stage. I a lot just... of coffee shops in LA. LA is big for the uh, the coffee shop comedy. Yeah, I just got as many reps as I could. Anyway. Right, right. Which you should have. Yeah. Which you should have. So when do you graduate then to uh, to Comedy Union? Uh, that was a bringer show. The Comedy yeah. Union was yeah. bringer. Yeah. Listen, I tell you, I don't know how I, I was learning how to deal with people and be professional mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Okay. I invited everybody for my job, mm-hmm. so we had like thirty people there. Okay. It was you know the union was packed. So it's stacked. It, the, yeah. It's, I, but at the time, I was happy people were there to see me. Right. I was so nervous, right? So nervous, did really well. Mm-hmm. Boom, did like 10, 12 minutes. Did okay. well at the time. Mm-hmm. The next week, he booked me back. Ends, I brought No, the, at the time, this guy named Christian Michelson, I think, was booking okay. it. Okay, okay. Ends is the owner for those. Right. Owners. They invite me back for the next next week. Mm-hmm. I bring like two people. 
And he sits me down and goes, yeah. Ed, we can't put you up. I said, like, what do you mean? You didn't bring enough. He was like, you didn't bring enough people. I said, what do you mean? I brought two people. He goes, you need five people to go on stage. I oh, said, so what wow. you trying to say? He's like, I mean, you can't go up. And I was like, excuse me? Like, I was pissed. I, was, I didn't understand. You're a little angry one, Sydney. I just got here. I just got here. But now I'm very nice. I'm no, like, I know. So so what happens? I'm pissed. And I never talked to that guy again. D so but he I really didn't, didn't let you on? He even didn't though let you, me on. I was pissed. Were, were your people pissed? The, the yeah, two people that came, came out? from like work. Oh, man. I was like, I'll never do a bringer show again. Right. And I, and I don't think, I think that was my last bringer show. Oh, well, good. Because I was just like, I had the concept of... Yeah, I always had a problem with, with I was that. Like, it's not comedy. You just want to make money. You just stack in the these audience. People, right. These two people that came, so they were two to add to your 50 already in the room. Right. I was pissed. That is petty. That is petty. So when do you finally move from the B Club circuit to the A Club? Like, when do you finally take the stage at the comedy store on a Tuesday night or, or the Laugh mm. Factory on a Sunday night? Listen, you know, it's crazy. Or the improv. My, my team coming up, it was always big to get in these rooms. The comedy store. I remember the first time I did Mo Better Monday. The first right. time I did tripping on Tuesdays. I was, right. It was nerve wracking. Right. You know right. what I mean? The, especially the Laugh Factory because you go up there and chime chocolate Sundays. They only put up certain comics that right. have been doing it a long time. That's when I first met you. Through right. Dean. Right. He's like, "That's Dean Edwards, Saturday Night Live." I was like, "Oh, I seen you do all your shows." Like, "Oh my God." Right. Like these dudes are hilarious. Like you just you just knew they're not gonna put you up yet. Right. And then the one time Pookie just gave me. He just looked at me. He's like, "You next." Oh what! Like, so boom. you're sitting up up to, to 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 set the stage properly, uh, in the Laugh Factory. Yeah, the Laugh Factory. That was first impressions. Graduate spot was I did. It was gonna give me five minutes. Right. So so first impressions. Here's what they do at the Laugh Factory on um on Sunday nights. They have what's called Chocolate Sundays. Um, uh, during chocolate, they do two shows: one eight o'clock, one ten o'clock. Um, eight o'clock show back at the time. Who was hosting? Was it uh, um, Mariah? It was Ocean. Ocean used to host Ocean. the beginning part. Chris Spencer hosts. Okay, the regular show. I had already did a three minute spot before, and that was my graduation spot. It was a five minute spot that I I've been waiting for for a long time to get right. on, and I finally got it. And Pookie, the producer of Chocolate Sundays, he comes up. He so did he? Did you know that night you were going when you when you Somebody, came to the listen, club? You gotta always be prepared. Somebody didn't show up. Ah. Somebody showed up at the club. He's like, "Sydney, it's your graduate spot." And I was like, "Okay," and you got five minutes. Right. And I was ready. Okay. I was like, "Oh, I got okay. five on." I had a tire because I only had like eight minutes total. Probably right. I, like, so I know I got five. <laughs> so you did burned my one joke. Uh -huh. Boom, he liked it. Boom. Then I started getting booked. Like okay. you know, it's funny. I still look at the Laugh Factory list sometimes mm -hmm. mentally to see where I come as far as like never getting in this club. Right, right, and right. Now I look and sometimes I'll be at the bottom of the list or go up and I'll be like, it's always an appreciation for the work right. that you it took just to even get there. You know what I mean? Right, right. But, yeah, right. I, I, I don't never forget those spots. Right, right. So comedy so. store, boom. I remember that the improv. The first time at the improv, you was there with Ian. Uh huh. I did D Ray's night, nervous as hell. Mo better Monday. Yeah, I had a head. At of which, out of all. Out of all the quote unquote urban showcases with alliterative titles, <laughs> Mo Better Mondays, cause it's a party on Monday night. So, um, Mo Better Mondays, I would say, probably is the most aggressive crowd um, out of the the clubs um, or or than one nighters, you know. Yeah, but uh, to, it, it, was, it was fearful, but it's necessary. Right. Yeah. That room is necessary to me just because. So rite of passage. Right, because it's like you learn to maneuver. In any environment, you can right. make. They sense fear. If they right. sense fear, it's like oh, I'll get them off stage. Sharks. But in if the you water. come in there and you like, yo, this is my plan of action. Boom, boom. Are you funny. They want to laugh. Right. You know what I mean. Right. Just don't get crazy talking to them crazy. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So you go put put your foot in them now. Uh, 
You know what's funny? As you're saying this, I, why do I feel like Ian and I were, you were, were standing inside? You were, you were in the, yeah, I remember you in the yeah. left corner. If yeah. I'm on the stage, you know. I was like, yeah. Because the funny. dude says something to me. And I said, what you say? He didn't say that. I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. But in the back of my head, that's all I had to come with. <laughs> all I had was that's, the, that's what I thought. That's what's, and which is honestly. I had seven minutes of material, eight minutes of material, and you want me to get out of that to talk to you, sir? I'm focused. Well, but that, <laughs> it's funny because uh, working, working black rooms, working the urban rooms, there's there's definitely a a, <clears throat> a sense of even even to this day, like I, I don't get shook, I'm not afraid, but I'm always your radar's up, your antennas are up, and you, there's an awareness. Yeah, because as well as it should be. You don't know how it could go. It, 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 by all intents and purposes, it should go well. You know your material has like at this point, you've now been like how when when you when you go up at the improv, how many months or how many years? How long have you been getting steady, consistent stage time? Oh, now I can get up pretty much a lot, like throughout the week. No, no, but I'm saying back. When you first oh, got on, first when, you first, when, you first, when you first, when you first get, when you're doing your first spot at the Improv, this the, the right. Ian and I, right. how how often are you getting on stage? Not a lot. I'm not at those clubs. I'm doing a lot of coffee shops. This is okay. like a moment where you shine. Okay, but so you're getting on enough that you're you're confident yeah. in your five minutes or your ten uh -huh. minutes. Even with that that maximum amount of confidence, getting on stage and you you got some thugged out cat from South Central. From Watts or whatever, and he's sitting there, his feet on the stage. Uh, D Ray just blazed the stage hosting. Right. You might have had, I don't know, uh, Corey Holcomb might have just come in to do a guest spot or whomever. Uh, and now you're following that. This is how D Ray brought me up. And D Ray is one of my favorite comedians uh -huh. to watch. And this is no, D Ray, no, I love his comedy. I love mm -hmm. that dude. He, this is how he brought me up because I never get it. He goes, hey, this next comic, <laughs> so this next comic funny. He been on the circuit, grinding, uh, doing his thing in these little rooms. But you know what I mean? Shit here. That don't mean shit here. Ah, most of the Mondays. You got to do it here. So we going to do it like this. If he funny, don't laugh. If he if he not funny, laugh. Ah, Y'all ready? Are right, you have a city. And then I was like, huh? And he dabbed me up. He goes, he goes, hey, have fun. And I was thinking in my head, how? D Ray, how? I'm already nervous. You wanted the comedian people I look up to? Right, <laughs> right. I survived. Right, right, right. But I was, listen. Now, did they laugh? Yeah, they okay. laughed. And then I had a moment where I was nervous. Like, when, like when, they, when they're laughing, are you saying to yourself, damn, they laughed. Does that mean I'm not funny? Because he told them to do the opposite. Right. I feel like they were genuine, but I was still like, it, it's one of those sets where like, okay, just focus because this could right, go either right. way. And you don't get these opportunities that much, right. so I want to get invited back to the room. So it was fun, man. Right, right, right. That that's fun. That's fun. And, and you come off stage, and Ian and I dap you like, yo, yeah, you like got I, that. Yeah, like Ian okay. used to like really. I used to believe every time I was frustrated or just didn't understand something about comedy, I would text Ian. Okay. Now Ian was a was a, you know, and, and we we discussed this earlier, um, just hanging out in the car. Uh, Ian was 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 a mentor. Like, sit. What, what y'all have to also understand. I, when I first started coming out to L.A. consistently, uh, I probably started coming out uh, midway through my first season of SNL. And then by my second season, I was out here quite like during the, every break we had, I would come out. So I remember when I started seeing when, you know, it's funny because you saw people, I think uh, like our little crew, I guess, was um, you see like uh, uh, myself, Ian. Patrice O'Neill, Kevin Hart, 
Rich Pierre yeah, Louis. Kevin. Uh, did Hugh, was Hugh hanging out? Hugh was always at the coffee shops, that 24-hour coffee shop off right. Sepulveda. Right, okay. Hugh, like, Hugh I, was, I know that one night was always me, you, Kev, and Ian, and he would always be at that coffee shop. Right, right, right. And and so, and and that was our little little clique, our little crew. Yeah. So whatever whatever happened, we were all rooting for each other. We're and and then we're especially we're pro- we're protective of Sydney, but we're also riding him to just be a better a better comedian. You know. Now let me interject right yeah. there. The way y'all treated me was <laughs> like coaching, like a real right. sport. Like right. if it was awful. It was told that was awful. Right. I remember Ian would just shake his head and discuss it some premises. Yeah, and y'all would just give the... F- now, currently, I have friends right. that I do the same thing to, and they right. think I'm being mean or aggressive. Right, right. Or period, if i like, eh, just because you want somebody to be better. Right. Like, I, one thing I appreciate was, like, y'all... Like making sure I wasn't hacked. Right. Making sure don't no talk about don't get right. your hand off the wall. Easy. Right. Why do you have a cadence when you talk? Right. I said, what do you mean? You talk like you're trying to be funny. Right. And I was like, oh, I used to work on these things. Like, right. But like now people are too sensitive. Right. And I appreciated that. Like, right. yo, yeah. that's awful. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Because because you you because the the verbiage was literally yeah, you know Sydney that stinks. Yes. Stop. Yes. Stop doing that. Ian, can I write on your computer? No. No. Why? Don't no. touch the keyboard. Like, yeah. like talking to me like you, like I'm crazy. Right. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I would be like, but in, but in my spare time, like when I when this joke hit, I bet he gonna give me some respect. Right. It was to give respect. Like, what? Right. Y'all taught me how to snap before. Like, I used to get mad when people snap on me. Like, uh. well, that's what's good. I remember you, Rich, and Ian. Uh-huh. I remember the first snap I got jokes on was uh-huh. Rich. I was in the car. He had an old Hummer type car. Uh-huh. Rich was driving. Ian was in the back. I think you or he was in the back. And y'all always would ride how I dressed and whatever. And I, I would just sit there like the nervous dude, like I didn't know what to say. And Rich had said something about me. I said, shut up. You the one driving this throwback Hummer. <laughs> and everybody laughed. And I was like, that was my first snap. Oh, I was okay. like, oh, I'm in. Right, right, they right, they right. cool with me now. Right, right, right. Well, it's, it's like getting jumped in. It's like you know, from the gang culture to uh, to the mafia culture. They 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 he accept it. Hey, I made, hey, he's a good guy. He's a he's a good fella. You know, you get beat in and you took your licks. You took you didn't you didn't snitch. You nah. didn't snitch. Nah, said, learned you, a lot though. You didn't, no, no one no one wants to get get pinched. No one likes a rat. You know, so so yeah, so boom, you get in. You're starting to really get your legs up. We're we're all. We're we're giving you. We always would give Sydney respect as a man, you know. But you you start garnering our respect as a as a comedian, yeah. you know. Um, Ian hires you to write, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. He would like he would get jobs where he would write things, and I would come help punch up. Okay. And I would okay. help him. He kind of teach me how to write, and he would kind of hire me one time. I, right. And one time he fired me. Well, now, why did he fire you? Ian was so, this is how Ian was. Ian was about principle, right? Or so, how did you get fired? That's right, so question. Ian goes, I got a project I want you to help me do. I'll hire you and pay you. I was like, okay, cool, what time? Be at my house Tuesdays, 2 o'clock. Hmm. But I was waiting tables, too. Okay. So I would when I would I could be there when I was done waiting tables. Okay. So I would get there like, hey, and he'd be like two twenty. He'd be like, you're late. I'm like, no, no, no. I just came from. You're fired. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is a real job. You can't give me excuses. And I'm like, I, I'm gonna miss my rent if I don't go to this job. <laughs> you're giving me excuses. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to kill my friend. Right. But then I learned how to manage that anger, and he became one of my good friends. <laughs> right, right. That's... Ian talks you like Splinter. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm so much bigger term. than Ian. And right. I could literally, I could devour Ian, like just hurt him, right? I yeah. get so angry. Yeah, shit, you know Not, what, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but he talks to you like, he's just like, 
Ian is, yeah. you know what? Ian is di- dismissive. Ian, not even only like- is he dismissive and disrespectful, but he won't. You, he won't even look at you, which is worse. Yo. I've, I've seen this dude where he's like, "Yeah, uh, nigga, listen. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, and, and there's no eye contact. Which, if if you're on the receiving end of that, is probably yeah. more offensive and, and frustrating. As but a I learned to use it and utilize right. it and make myself funny versus. Getting angry. I use that. Got to use it because he was there to teach me a lesson. Exactly. And I moved on to Chris and then Tony Rock took me on his wing. It was cool. Oh, you moved on Chris Spencer. Well, like, and I moved on just like different people helped me. Right, right, right. Chris Spencer helped me. Tony helped me. Right. You know what I mean? Been on a roll with Tony the past four or five years. Now, that's got to be pretty pretty nice. Um, You know, at what point, like Tony Rock, um, we got to get Tony on. We're a good, good, good dude, good friend. Tony brings you on the road. Like, how does that? How does he go about? Like, at this point, I he's hosting. Him. He's oh, you oh, really? No, I knew of him, but I didn't know him. I just, I just literally walked up to him at the comedy union one time and said, "How you doing? My name is Sydney." Mm-hmm. He's like, "What's up?" I was like, "I think you're very funny." He's like, "I appreciate that." I was like, "I want to go on a road with you." I know, I know, Garrick. I want to go on a road with you. Mm-hmm. He goes, "You, you handle the road, yo?" And <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right, all right, yo, I fuck with you, yo." And I was like, <laughs> "That quick." And then I went to Garrick. I was like, "Yo." Tony said, I asked him, he said he got me. He said, if he said he got you, he got you. Right. I remember he texted me two weeks later, Schomburg Improv, you in or you out. And I was Chicago. like, in. Didn't know I was getting there. Bought a, a standby ticket. Okay. Almost missed the first show because the standby left a day of the flight, day oh. of the show. Got there. Then I remember. Now, does I'm, he have a room for you? Listen, Tony had a room in a hotel for me. And then when I got there, he gave me eating coupons. Like for the hotel, you could eat for free. And I was like, yo, this is like maybe five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, snaps, thank you. Then I remember telling him, I was like, hey, look, I ain't really got bread till, I'm still waiting tables. I ain't really got bread till Sunday. Mm-hmm. So he's like, let's go out. Like, I ain't really got bread like that. Right. He said, son, you with me, don't worry. Right, about right. I'm t- he took care of everything. Which on a side note, that's, I mean, Everybody honestly. Everybody don't do that. Yeah, you're, I agree. Yeah, and you know because you've been on the road yeah. with a couple of people. But I, here's, here's my feeling. If if you are on the road and you're, if, if you're on the road headlining and you're you're able to bring your feature with you, it just, the feature's not making any money. The feature's hardly, the feature is getting his his, his, his or her legs up yeah. and, and getting the experience to go on the road for the first couple of times and also to get their weight up as a stand-up. So it just makes sense. Like, anyone I ever brought on the road, I'm like, I don't even expect when, if we're out to dinner, we go to Cheesecake Factory for lunch, wherever, I don't even expect them to, to reach in their pocket. Yeah, because I know I'm making the lion's share of the money. Yeah. even if I'm that, even if I'm not making as much money as I feel I deserve from the club, I I guarantee yeah. I'm making more money than they are. Yeah, that's know? hanging out with Tony. was like at first it became just a working relationship. I didn't know him that well. Then we but did, I, you, and you know what's funny? I never until until this moment right now, as you say this, I always thought the same way. Uh, you and Ian, you and myself, you and even spent Chris Spencer. I thought you and Tony. Nah. I thought Tony actually said it was the opposite of what it was. I thought Tony actually approached you like, "Yo, Sid, man, you know we cool. I'm gonna I'm start bringing you on the road." I'll be honest with you. Chris Spencer had a conversation with me one time, uh-huh. and I was frustrated. I was like, "Man, uh, I want to be booking more." This mm-hmm. was like maybe six years ago. I feel okay. like you know I come off writing on shows and 
couple other things. Now, what shows? Uh, I did the BT Awards for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, did some with the Jonas Brothers, uh, hidden camera stuff. And do you think you got that? Uh, was that via a relationship? Like a lot of my stuff has been relationships okay. with producers. Okay. But at the time, I was telling Chris, and I was like, he's like, well, you, you should be doing more stand up. You should be on the road by now. I was like, how do you do that? He said, like, you just be proactive. You should get on the road. Okay. Boom. And that's why I was like, let me ask Tony. Okay. Boom. Ask Tony. He luckily said yes. Right. Then over time, we became really cool. Like, right. I've never been to the club and VIP in the booth. Not that that's what I attained. I wanted to right, do. Right. But all that was new to me. Going right. out, the road, right. the stories we have on the road. Like, right. I've been in some real situations. <laughs> that's crazy. Right. Yeah. But as a comic. I got so much stronger going from Tony because Tony's a strong right. comedian, right. and he's not the comedian. If you open, some openers are are kind of held and reined in check. Don't talk about this, or you know, you, you, I I can't stand when I hear hear so that. I'm listen, like, I yeah. know friends that have gotten fired for being too funny in front of the headliner, yeah. or some headliners will tell you, uh, "Don't talk about this. Don't even talk to the audience." Because they want free reign. Yeah, and it just I'm letting yeah. the 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 lay person and, and the fam, uh, the listeners that that support our, their fam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I let the fam know when when they may not uh, be aware of it, but sometimes or a lot of times, a headliner um, they want to they want first dibs almost. It's like they want first dibs at any and everything. So if the headliner has a joke about the Baltimore riots. Um, he doesn't want the feature going out there or even the host going out there and talking about the Baltimore riots. That way, when he goes on first, it's like he's the he he gets first dibs yeah, and the first chance to to hit hard. I'm I'm in the same belief. I'm like, look, if you nice with it, if you funny with it, bring it. And you know? I like opening for people that I know, right? Because I've opened up for people I don't know and sometimes it's weird like, well, especially that's kind of awkward like if I know I'm cool but I open up for this some headlines are just can we? Can you say you can say whatever you feel some headlines are dicks on here I won't okay. say this person's name okay. high profile celebrity wasn't allowed in the green room I wasn't allowed in the green room right? really not at all the club told me who I've been in this club before uh-huh. and they said you can't go in the ghetto go in the kitchen I said for what Wow. they said you can't go in the green room he doesn't want anybody in the green room I said oh he has his family here wow. no it's just him I said, so where I'm supposed to stand? So I just sit in the audience. I'm pissed. Of course. Right? now, And I'm, you still got to go on stage. I got to go on stage and they tell me no cursing. And I'm already I'm already irritated because I'm not the comic that curses a lot. Right. No, right? Yeah. I might say a couple things. Mm-hmm. But like, make sure he really wants to make sure you're clean, that you're clean. I'm like, no problem. Right. No problem. Right? I go and do my thing. Right? I do like 25 minutes. Okay. Right? Boom. He comes out. He curses a lot. I'm like, okay, maybe he just wants to be the only one cursing. It's his show. I'm a feature. Get over it. Right? Right, right. Then the next show, he chops my time. Right? The, the, the headliner chops my time. The headliner chops my time. Wow. They light me early. Like, I didn't say nothing. I'm like, all right, whatever. They gave me like 15. Saturday show, I'm supposed to do 25, 30. They light me at 15. Mm. Right? I said, why are you lighting me? Why oh, you keep lighting me? He goes, can't be honest with you. What? The headliner's like, how much time is he doing? Because I, wow. I was doing really well. He said, light him. He said, but he's only going to be on stage 10 minutes. I don't care. Light him. So the rest of the weekend, he lit me at like seven to ten minutes. I was supposed to do thirty, because right. I was doing really well in front. Of, but you know, I was like, all right, what well, it is, what it is. But did you did did you have any other road dates with that same headliner? No, that, that was the only time I was working with him, and I was happy. I don't want to work with him. Right, right, right. Damn, that's good. They wouldn't let me in the green room. That's didn't crazy say to me. That's crazy he, to me. Didn't say to in the last show. He acted like he was irritated with me, and you lit me early, and I just did my job. But it was just weird. Yeah, that's that's, that's why uh, I like I like working with people that I know. Yeah, it's a, you yeah. know it's camaraderie. It's a good work environment. 
You know what I mean? We're there to learn and grow and, you know, execute a job being funny. But when you don't know the person, it could just get awkward because personalities are different. Right, right. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that on behalf of headliners that know how to treat Then, treat their... Then this dude, I remember this, then is snowing in this city, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then they were like, he was going to chill for a minute. They're like, okay, we're going to take Sydney home really quick because his, his hotel's only right right here. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. He, he could wait. So I had to stay and just chill until they took him home. But he wasn't ready to go home yet. He just didn't want them to take me home first. Wait, from the club? Yes. So I had to wait from the club for the car to take me home because he wanted to go home first, but he wasn't ready to leave the club yet. That is very dicky. But anyway, That's, I love wow. comedy. Wow. I love comedy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love comedy, man. Just everybody's not. Okay, so at what point, how do you graduate from, from feature... Now to, I'm headlining, uh, headlining. Like, at what point? Just credits, I guess. You, uh, I did last year. I did a lot of different cable shows, you, and then I think Funniest Wins definitely helped with the negotiations of the headliner. Your first show, though, because um, we both actually taped at the same time. Your first TV show is Bad Boys of Comedy. Yeah, January uh, two thousand seven. Right, found me on MySpace. Um, right, <laughs> they found you on MySpace. They found me on MySpace. Are you kidding me? I kid you not. Wait, what? You look at your you look at your reaction now. I'm, uh, Listen, his reaction can't. His reaction is, how could they find somebody? No, 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 not that. I'm I'm not coming. I be, knowing. Here, here's here's my thing. Um, I talk about protocol enough, so I feel like you keep your ear to the streets, and the way you keep your ear to the streets is uh, you're you're out in the clubs. You know? Right, right. Seeing who all um, is in the clubs, who's making noise. I remember when I when I happened to do that particular show, um, I didn't have to audition. My boy Masavi Greer, uh, I think that's the name, Masavi Greer, um, booked me on it, um, and also some of the other uh, people, the execs knew me. Like one of them, uh, I think Naomi Steinberg, she worked for Comedy Central for years, so. When he said Dean, they were they were like, yeah, because Dean's been lighting fire in these in these rooms. Not to say that you couldn't be hot off of MySpace because MySpace was the was the hot they social saw, media. They saw a clip of me on MySpace and they, they hit me on direct message and they said, uh, they said, uh, mind you, my first three years I was getting professional. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you hear these stories, I'm I'm a very nice guy, but it was the first three years here, uh, okay. and they hit me on MySpace. We we already we've consistently noticed a a, a pattern. With how aggressive you you no where in, where I was from okay. twenty one to twenty four okay so they hit me on my MySpace and was like uh hey we think you're funny we work for Bad Boys of Comedy on HBO we want to know if you want to be a part of the second season do you remember who it was Naomi oh it was Naomi okay that's yeah, funny her name is Naomi I remember Naomi Steinberg okay boom so yeah. I remember hitting her back saying hey I don't know if this is a joke but I take stand up real seriously <laughs> I saw I was like. Bad Boys of Comedy wouldn't be reaching in my MySpace. And I recently just got catfished because I like this girl who I found was a model, but it was a fake model. And so I was like, I didn't believe nothing on MySpace. So I was like, you know, nice try, whatever, whatever. She hit me back. I'm serious. I'm casting for the second season. I'm in charge of the West Coast division. I was on MySpace, saw your picture, saw your clips, think you're really funny. Boom, sent in the clip, booked a show. I was like, oh, snaps. Yeah, that's, that's first. I go from performing in front of people, a hundred people, one hundred fifty right. people, maybe the union, right. to twenty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Because that Brooklyn Academy of Music, Bam listen, Theater, was beautiful. And then I, when they called my name, they was like Sidney Castillo. I said, mm, he said my name wrong. Who? 
So oh, I, I do remember that. I walked to the stage. I was mad. I, to, I had a chill. I was so nervous. I said, Brooklyn. I didn't realize the top row was so big. I said, right. make some noise. Then they came out and said, cut, 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 cut. We're going to do it again. He said your name wrong. And I was like, I got to do it again? I'm new to TV like right, that. Right, right, right. So we had to redo the intro. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Which it, that's TV, but I was so pumped were, up on that yeah, initial well, nervousness. I, I was going to say, you're, you're dealing with the it's nerves. This is your first time in New York. And my mentor, Ian, is there. Right, right. I'm like, yo. Right. Naeem was behind me, and, and Keith Robinson's destroying in front of me. Yeah, Keith killed. Keith's destroying. Yeah. And then I told Naeem, I said. Keith had a real good set. Yeah. Listen, I turned Naeem, and I ain't know Naeem like that at the time. I said, I ain't supposed to be here. Right, Naeem did, did that season, he too. He was behind me. He said, yo, and this is Naeem's first words. Naeem, Naeem could be a dick, right? Yeah. He said, you're here for a reason. Right. That's why they brought you here. And I was like, right. thanks, but I think. You know, Naeem, but like a lot of people have, but like. Anyone that knows I'm, because even even a dick, my but my friend is my boy. He's been my boy for like what eight years now. He's a dick. I love him to death. But yeah, you know. no, Naeem is very dicky, yeah. but he he actually is a, a good, good guy. dude. He's, He's a good, good guy. dude, and, and he will like w when you when you cut through all of the yeah. the 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 out facade or mask or what have you. You're like, nah, this is still a good dude. Yeah, he's a real solid. Because I used to, I used to get annoyed. I I remember. Remember we, cause we all used to go and hang out after after we do spots. We would go like to Astro Burger, Fat Burger, Mel's. Um, I remember one time, um, uh, Naeem says something to me, like about me just doing impressions. And I'm like, son, nobody know that. And this, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this is before the Plastic Cup Boys. This is yeah, before yeah, Kev yeah. is 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 doing even. Th Kev is still uh, uh, doing improv right. and, and brings Naeem and maybe Jonathan. Uh, on on the road with Jonathan Martin on the road with him, so I'm looking like yeah, I headline. Who are you talk? You know, yeah, but that's, that's why. Yo, it's crazy. I love it about Naeem. Even though, listen, I've got Naeem. Naeem made me mad. Right. Naeem's tweeted something. I was like, right. oh, bet, and I come to you right. for it. Like, what? What's what you mean by this? Right. And it's always like, man, why you take it like that? But Naeem's cool, and it's necessary because right. everybody be phony. No, Naeem that's why you Naeem appreciate. just tell you what it is. But he a good dude, man. Right. No, no. He's and he really dude. calmed me down before I went on stage. I remember specifically. Him saying, "Hey, you here for a reason?" And a right. lot of comics being their own head. He's like, "You here for a reason? Right. You gonna do well?" Right. And I was like, "Man." Then, then cut to when he got off stage. He said, "He said, well, right when I got off stage, he goes, you did a text message joke.'" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "What? Well, I got a text message joke." Ah. He goes, "I'm going to bath for you." They asked us to submit our material. Why would they put us back to back on the same That's day? Hilarious. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Nine's <laughs> <laughs> good dude though. Hey, <laughs> so. That's, that's funny. That was and we had we actually that was a good season. Um or you, yeah. Ian, Keith, Naeem. I got, when I said Fort Worth, what up? That just made so much to me and put my same. Well my no, because I you know what? Remind me, I'm gonna make sure I have pictures from that yo, Sydney had the biggest, cheesiest grin. <laughs> Listen, I was well, I watched Bad Boys of Comedy. I'm from right. Listen, I wanted to play basketball. All my boys play basketball or like whatever. I'm doing this comedy thing on some like I believe I could really do this. And now right. I'm on TV and I've been seeing these dudes on TV right. before. And I'm like, yo, this is kind of crazy. I just right. made Diddy. Right, yeah, yeah. Cause I've been doing comedy two and, and a half years. I just made Diddy. I just did an HBO show. Right. Dudes I just said I was a fan of, they like, yo, let's take pictures together. I'm like, Rob Stapleton to right. this day right. will always be one of my favorite people right. because of that show. He killed so hard in front of yeah, yeah. TV. Yeah, Rob, I was like, Rob he, put fire he made it look like a comedy club on a TV tape. And I was like, yo, this is, he's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and I remember because they did, they, uh, they did something. 
they made Rob go last, and, and he and he yeah. wasn't. And it, it was like um, they rearranged him some and things. RoboCop. Like yeah, RoboCop dude, I believe wanted to yeah. switch at the time. Yeah, yeah, RoboCop wanted to switch, and Rob was like, Rob was like, yo, but I'm saying how y'all y'all ain't had why y'all changing the lineup, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I remember feeling for him because because you know. Uh, what people don't understand is when you're taping TV shows, they they might mess around and keep the entire audience all day. Yeah. So people might load. They might load in the audience, say at noon for the first show that doesn't start taping until two. Yeah. And, and they're, they're there till seven. And they're there till seven, eight o'clock. They'll do three shows, and they might give out maybe some snacks, you know. But for the most part. It's a tenacious and long day and frustrating day for audience members. So if if you are the last person on the third show, people have left because you know you can't force people to stay. So people have left. The audience is 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 smaller. They'll fix it all in in post production where they they edit it to make it look like it's packed. But now Rob's having to go up, and I remember sitting there because I, I I'm from Brooklyn or I, I live in Brooklyn. I'm from the Bronx, so. I'm sitting there like, yo, like this yeah. dude is is a trooper, and we and we all saluted him when he came backstage because he because he did that. He yeah, did he his thing. Killed. He killed. I remember it was crazy. I did Bad Boys, then from there I did BT called me. I did those two shows. I was like, man, I remember Chris Spencer gave me the talk. He's like, you on your way. <laughs> He's like, you're booking everything. Yo, Sid, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's that has to feel great because. You're you're a newer cat, but you start getting those looks where where man, everyone's starting to check for you. I mean, it was crazy that those two shows, boom. Then from there, I went to writing. I did Hell Date, the BT Awards, Tony Yarn Hell Date. Then yeah. Oh wow, I forgot Hell Date. Yarn Hell Date. Y'all remember the little yeah. the little uh? The, I wrote for that. This the the uh, I I the little perk. What, what the devil, what's the correct the, word? I don't know. Is that you can't say midget anymore? Is a little people? Yeah, a little person devil. Yeah, so so he was a little person devil. Oh yeah. And and I used because when he would say you're on hell date, it was so over the top. It's like you're on hell date. That job, listen, that job stopped me from waiting tables. That was the last. That's the first job I had where I can quit my job. Uh huh. Me and James Davis, one of my really good friends, uh-huh. we was one of our first writing jobs. We used to have to turn our assignments on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We would go to the club on Wednesday. We were young. We would go to the club on Wednesday and party at uh, <laughs> at Center Space. Chris, uh, Chris used to host. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was R and B Live. R and B Live. That was a kick, dope. Uh... We would kick it all Wednesday, have a good time, and then go back to the office because it's twenty four hours. Right. And we would work throughout the night. And when they came in the next day, we were still having our same clothes, and they mm-hmm. would be like. You guys didn't go to sleep. Like, no, we stayed here grinding. That's all we want to do is be great. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. No, I no, I I totally do. I just um, I used to like that that uh, R and B live because I remember I think I met uh Brian McKnight there. Wait, <laughs> I did, and, and I remember getting to sing Erica Badu. Um, I didn't see her there. I seen Bobby Brown. There. No, she wasn't there. But they used to, they would have a comic perform on the show. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, one time, because I did an Erica Badu, uh, they, they, I did, uh, my boy um, Todd had, he did a, Todd Lynn had a parody of um, of uh, Tyrone called Simone. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so we did Simone, uh, for We Killed It, and uh, I think D-Ray was on that show too, and then D-Ray wanted to be. Be part of it. That was uh, was just funny. That's my that's my uh, R and B live story. Sorry, sorry. So you you um you be so you you're getting all this work. Mm-hmm. You're the hot dude. 
uh, you finally start sort of going on the road. Right, and I do prank my mom. Um, you do prank. Prank my mom was actually a, a good look for you. Yeah. Wow, well, hold, wait, hold up. Hold up. Uh, Sydney, Sydney and I worked on a show together uh, called... A vidiots. Called Vidiots, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we were... And here's, here's what's funny. We wound up... Uh, I, I had uh, I worked on um I worked on a sh- uh, a, well, a sizzle reel is like a uh, how would you describe a sizzle reel a sizzle reel is, is like a highlight reel of something that you 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 might pitch in order to like if you have a show idea you might instead of it's all it's almost like a commercial it's like the hot hot uh, scenes from something you want to present so I did this thing called video. Uh, uh, video knows video oh knows right and it was just it was a it was a clip show like Toss Point oh had just gotten high yeah um so I said you know it'd be dope to do a black version of that but instead of such a v- variety of types of videos I just wanted to focus on music videos whether it's, it's professional music videos from real artists to uh, you know internet clips or what have you so Hugh and with with a hint of uh, sketch comedy um, so my boy Hugh Moore and I I wrote up the uh, treatment I uh, I I uh, hooked up with, with a buddy of mine uh, Brendan Brendan uh, they shot it for me we we edited it. It came out came out real dope actually, so um, we pitched it to a couple of networks. We pitched it, I think, to E, VH1, MTV, BT, and Fuse. E actually wanted us to do. E E offered us a segment on like an existing show, like um on uh on their entertainment uh program that Terrence J uh, hosts now. But I was like, I want a show. I don't want just a clip. So uh, the rest of the networks passed, and then Fuse actually was down. Fuse liked it. Fuse liked the idea. They started doing a budget proposal, and then they uh, then they got new um, they got a new yeah. president. They they fired the previous president, got a new president. And anyone that knows TV knows that anything that was on the previous president's uh, list of things to do just gets scrapped totally. Yeah. So um, I'm crushed. Fast forward. Um, not even not even a full year later you, my 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 manager at the time who turns into your future agent mm-hmm. um he hits me and he's like yeah they um yeah we got this offer for this 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 uh green screen show uh for his network TV1 I'm surprised he knows what TV1 is because a lot of white people don't um he's like yeah for TV1 I'm like this is this sounds like my show so I'm kind of annoyed because yeah. I'm like, damn, I would have pitched it here, but I didn't think to. And then B, and it would have owned a, a part of it, but B, I'm flattered because I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I can't own it, but at least I, yeah. I don't have to audition. He was like, no, they they, they, they saw something you did, uh, and they they have 12 episodes um, that that they want to do with you at, at this this quote. I was like, that's dope. Um, so we start we start shooting... As y'all know, um, in the past, as as in the future, anytime I get a gig, I'm always like, if I can, if I can pull one of my boys in, a they're employed, b I'm not lonely, yeah. <laughs> I'm not bored and lonely, especially doing a green screen because I'm like, man, it's just me. So, and then the the writing, the verbiage and the writing was was uh, the the 
the the original writer they hired was an older Jewish guy that sounds like an older Jewish guy. So me trying to fix my my mouth around his words, pause, just sounded weird. Yeah. Um. So I go to them, the producers and the uh, uh, I think it was a uh, uh, Logan Wolf Production Company. I said, "Hey, can we? Uh, can can I bring in a, a, a writer? As long as it's a professional writer, can I bring in someone that knows my voice and can uh, can help me sell jokes that I would actually say versus uh, 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 there's one line Hugh and I always joke about this. Uh, there was like a motorcycle act. A guy was trying to flip some sort of motorcycle trick and it went badly. So the line was, and this line actually made it to the show. You might remember. He was like." I don't, uh, 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 he wasn't evil Knievel. That was awful Knawful. It was just off. It was just a bad, and that's what we were dealing with. So I, uh, I plugged my buddy, um, uh, Hugh, because I think Hugh's a brilliant writer. Hugh Moore, y'all, y'all, um, heard him 50 episodes ago. Uh, so Hugh comes in to, uh, write. And then the In Living Color reboot um, is is going. So he was like, "Yo, I um I got canceled videos because um, they just hired me." I was for, auditioning for, for that. While at, I was, right now, while I was doing here's what's crazy: Sydney is auditioning for In Living Color. Um, but Hugh has already been invested in like um, he's probably been working with me for like a week, week, week or two. So. I need someone last minute to fill in. And it's funny because I remember Chris Spencer years later uh, not, was like, not even years later, maybe a little bit, a couple months later, he was like, yeah, um, how, how come you didn't call me? And I was and I was like, oh, dude, honestly, it was such a last minute thing. I knew he, I looking at, this is status wise, I knew Chris was further along in his career, say, than Sydney was. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I know Sydney will just be happy having a job that he can make a little bit of money, um, and you had you had writing credits on your IMDb. Um, so with that being said, I was like, all right, boom, I'm gonna ask Sydney. I, I asked Sydney. I told them. I said, yeah, Hugh is in on in Living Color now, so he can't do it. Oh well, now what? I said, you know what, my buddy Sydney. I spoke to him. He said he'll do it. They they checked the IMDb. And you had credit, so boom, he slid right in there. We had, and we had fun, yeah, working on it. The sh- the show, <coughs> excuse me, Bush. the show didn't turn out. Thank you, uh, as well as we had hoped. Um, and they de- they they didn't give us any advertising support, but we we knocked out like those twelve episodes. And yeah. Sydney helped me a lot with the voiceovers as, as much as he could to uh, fit him in in verbiage I was comfortable with. Excuse me, and uh, and then. While this is all going on, I'm auditioning for. He's auditioning for in Living Color, which then they wind up hiring you. Yeah, as one of the cast members. Right now, I got to be guest star. Guest star. Guest star for the week. I remember going in, and then uh, you know I had a couple characters, and originally I wanted to go write for it. I remember telling Tony, I said, "Hey, I think I'm gonna try to write for in Living Color." I'm okay. I submitted a couple sketches. He said, "Why are you trying to write?" I said, "Cause I, I love sketches. I know the sketch world. I'm good at." He was like. You should try to be on the show. Right, right. And I was like, I don't think they look at me like a character actor. He's like, you're funny. Audition for... Th-. Submitted a tape mm-hmm. to Amber at the time. Okay. Amber Bickham, who was a casting person at the time. Right. And she, that tape got in front of Keenan, and then okay. you know, Keenan kind of fought for me. And uh, you know, I did a guest star on the show, which was right. incredible. It was a lot of fun. 
Right. No, well, that's why I, I was Ray also and, uh, all those people, Real Jermaine, Jen. Right. You know, they're all good on the show. But I was, I was also look, man. I'm always, I'm always happy for my boys, but I was, I think I was also just very proud because here you went from. I, re- I remember you from from just seeing this this tall dude hanging out <laughs> at, right at the Laugh Factory to this dude. Uh, yo, this is, we're standing in the back of uh, the the Improv, me and Ian, and we're like, Yo, Duke Duke is funny. To uh, you know doing uh, Bad Boys of Comedy with you and, and just being proud that Yo, that's that's for Fort Worth, you know. To to vidiots, you know, you you help me out in a bind, and 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 hopefully that that was one more credit to yeah. add feather to add add to the hat, and then when, once you got in living color, and I, I remember watching, I was like Sydney, I was I I think I was frustrated, I wasn't mad at anyone, but I was just frustrated, I was because I was like, why is he a guest star? He's just as funny as everybody else on any on the show. Um, which I'm sure that probably that did, you were happy to be in it, but did you I, ever yeah, feel when I, like when I was auditioning? You know, you get a feel for like a set, you get a feel for the room. Mm-hmm. When I went to the network and I did my character, Dear Heavenly Cousin, is a game member. Dear Heavenly Cousin, yeah, gamer it's funny. God. Is that uh, online? Can people find that? Yeah, yeah, my stand up. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I don't feel like they connected with the white people in the room. Okay. I don't think they understood it as much. Okay. But Keenan was dying laughing. Of course. So he and another black exec was in the room. They both got it. Right. So I was like, right. mm. so I, I, I left. I was like, man, I wish hmm, they could have translated better. But when I got right. the call to be the guest star, my whole mindset was you don't have to be the first draft pick, but as long as you get in the game, right. you right. make sure that you, your presence is known. That was my whole thing. Okay. So getting on the show, you know, you're getting directed by Keenan Ivory Wayne. Right. And we had me, a couple of we had him dying laughing. Right. So I was like, just the whole experience was dope and right. learning. It's like, okay, and learning. Right. I had a good time, you know, got to do my sketches and, you know, being in a room at the, at the time with Keenan, Damon Sr., um, who you're Sean. friends with now. Yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. Listen, really like on some kind of weird now, but yeah, uh, Kim in a room reading a sketch I wrote to shoot and Keenan's laughing, right. punching it up. Right. Damon is more serious, right. telling me the technical parts of a sketch and why it should be. Right. You, know, you get these gems, regardless right. if this show get picked up. Right. These gems will I dare you to match your gems with mine as far as sketch. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? I'm learning from Keenan and right. Damon. You know, in rehearsals, you got Keenan and Damon there. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. Right. You know, I did Funniest Wins and David Allen Greer was on the show. I still was starstruck. There's certain people from right. my childhood I look at, I'm like, you'll always have a place of like, wow. To right, me. right. You know what I mean? Regardless if you could be a dick in person, I, I, I'm cool with that. Right. This, but you'll still have a place of like, Everybody from In Living Color. Right. I used to literally grew up on that show. Yeah, Got in trouble for watching yeah. the show. Yeah. Oh, really? You know what I mean? I wrote my first TV report on, you know, two snaps in a circle. Uh-huh. <laughs> my mom was like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm writing a book report, you know, a TV report, right. whatever. But anywho, learning all that just helped. And then you got to do Funniest Wins. You win that, uh, you still learn. I feel like I'm just, my career is being prepped for a big moment. Right. So I always want to be in constant preparation for that moment, whenever that moment happens, what it is, mm-hmm. to be, I feel like I'll be really prepared for it. Right. Now I'm trying to develop my own show. You're not trying, you're doing it. I'm developing my own show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, which I, let me tell you, I, I, uh, I read it, Sydney was in like this, uh, another sort of boot camp yeah. for a couple of months where. I talked uh, to a lot of people, I grew my beard out. Yeah, he was, he, yeah, he was, you were looking wild, scruffy, yeah, son. but, but I was like, he, he's focused, man. And from when I saw you, I think in January, I think I came out in January, 
and I saw him, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I got I got this uh this idea. I'm working for working on this idea. This uh, autobiographical about a guy that that moves it. Can, can I say that part? Oh, vaguely. He's based on my okay. stand up. Based on I mean? his based on his stand up. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a funny idea. And then from January to March, when you were preparing to pitch it to the studio or the yeah. network, uh, the studio, the Warner, the studio, um. It had come so far, which actually helped me because I was writing uh, my own project yeah. uh, and gave me ideas as far as where what I needed to uh, to tighten up. So um, yeah, but I I just uh, as 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 a friend, but also as like one of the your your big brothers that was out here uh, when you first came out here. I'm extremely proud. Of of the comic, I'm getting misty eyed. Oh, oh. No, but um, just very proud because you know people, like you said, now it's hard, like sort of tough love comedy mm-hmm. or tough love as far as just telling people I I I'd rather show you than tell you. you yeah, know? and my whole thing is now I try not to be my opinion. I keep to myself. Right, because I'm gonna be honest with you. Because I only want those people around me. Right, I don't want a joke that's gonna be sound like hack or sound like someone. Right. I don't want to sound like that. Right, you know what I mean. And that's why you know I hang around people that can tolerate that. Right, because I don't want to have to just be lying to right. you. Right, right. No, and well, it's it's it, because it's so much. And some of it's bad. Like <laughs> if you know some stuff you do, it's gonna be bad. You need right. somebody to be like that's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny, right? No, I agree. no. But if you and you gonna fight for it, we'll go. Right. It's just I'm telling you, it's, right. I don't think it's funny. Right, right. No, it's it's there's there's nothing worse than uh, there's nothing worse than something that's not funny and someone really just insisting that it is because you're like no, no, is it, no. And and some people might listen and say yeah, but you know what, you gotta you gotta find. Sometimes you just gotta yield and say, and say it's, nah, not it's, not, it's not good. It's not. It's not. And working. I was okay. And you and I, I can say that to you because I want to know too. Right. Right. From the right source. Right. You know. Right. What I mean? Give Give me Give me the uh, information properly and share it properly. So what 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 would you say? You just What would you say is on the horizon uh, for you? Uh, right. right now, developing my show um, okay. through Warner. Right now, um, okay. Other. A script deal over there, like a pitch. Excuse me, not script. I apologize. A pitch deal. Okay. So I'm pitching okay. my own show through Warner. Good, good. Uh, good. They like it. Now they, the process is them coming to check my stand up out, which is happening at the end of the month, and then uh, we'll take it to the networks and get this thing sold. You know. I, I, I be- Yeah. Let me let me tell y'all something. Uh, well, I believe in this. Can I just get on a soapbox for thirty seconds? I oh, feel like knock it out. Just like I work hard. Mm-hmm. I got one tattoo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to get on a deep soapbox. I got one tattoo. Mm-hmm. It says all hard work brings a profit, but mm-hmm. mere talk leads only to poverty. Mm-hmm. If you stay off of social media and worry about what other people are doing and just do the work, opportunity will come and you just got to take advantage of the moment when you get it. Right, right. You know what I mean? I ain't yeah. never been nobody's first pick. Right. You understand? Right. But Tom Brady was a six-round pick. Jordan Jordan wasn't the first. Jordan wasn't supposed to play basketball. Exactly. He was supposed to play baseball. I'm just, if you just do the work and focus on the work, right. people, the doors will open. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. haven't got to where I want to go completely yet. But I'm damn sure doing way better than I did a year ago, just because I knew I grinded and just worked right. hard. Grew well, up, you know what I mean? And plus, you, you know what? Uh, what I what what was what's been nice uh, talking to you and sharing with with the listeners, uh, with the fam, is the fact that you you've always, regardless of the the the, the valleys and or the peaks, you've always seemed to maintain. Like you said, when you wrote the 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 TV the the book report, the mm-hmm. TV report. You were a fan back then, 
you're still a fan. There's, mm-hmm. there's still there's still an excitement in yeah. in what you're doing, which I guess is probably why we 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 we're so cool because I you like being around like-minded uh, mm-hmm. individuals. And you you're you're enjoying what you're doing. You know you, you know, comics are so quick to, you know, pl- play so serious so seriously and 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 adapt these serious uh, uh, mindsets. Where nah, you know. I yeah, they think it just looks cool. Yeah, like, and I'm like, man, you I, a fart joke is funny. Yeah, Lance, well, stop, stop. Uh, done the right way. Done the right way. <laughs> done the right way. But but. A fart is a fart is a fart, you know. Um, that's the hashtag. A fart is a fart is a fart. So I just I I, I dig the fact that you uh, you seem excited about um, the things that you're working on currently, as you should. Um, but you also have the same the same uh, the same cat that I that I met back way back when that was you know. Anxious and and, yeah. and 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 wide-eyed and ready to you know go go same conquer this. got more tools. Has, has the yeah. same has the same uh, anxiousness uh, to it now that they did, and I think that's what uh that what is what keeps you um, going and keeps you in a good sort of uh, mindset to where I'm uh I'm ready to go ahead and uh and and do this so um you know r- rock and roll with it you know Appreciate um it, man. Do, where can people find you sydneyisfunny.com s-y-d-n-e-y-i-s-f-u-n-n-y.com sydneyisfunny.com i'm sydneyisfunny on twitter sydneyisfunny on instagram sydneyisfunnytx on snapchat but sydneyisfunny.com man keep okay. grinding write your goals down look at them every day what yo and sid actually does yo this dude has has a has a has has a what is it called a dream board I had a, a vision board vision board has a vision board dry erase board on my wall a big eraser board <laughs> on his wall in, in his office at home he's the, the kids doing kids doing well he's he last year i put save 80 grand i want a tv show with 100 uh-huh but did you save hey listen i wrote it down <laughs> what i'm saying is things can happen <laughs> things can happen <laughs> Hey, man, as always, man, this is your man, uh, Dean Edwards. Um, y'all can find me on all things, uh, obviously, all things comedy. Shout out to Big Mike uh, for, for um, helping us, you know, record this while we're out here in L.A. Y'all, uh, I'm, I'm back on the ship uh, starting this this week. I'll be going for two weeks, but um, uh, I'm, I'm at Hyenas Comedy Club at the beginning of June in Dallas. Uh, Dallas or Fort Worth? Da- uh, da- da- I think... Dallas. There's one in Dallas, Arlington, and Fort Worth. Yeah, I think it's Dallas. Let it's me Dallas, know. I'll, I'll send some people there. We'll make sure we... All uh, my Dallas peeps, go check out Dean Edwards, man. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and you follow me at I am Dean Edwards, because that's who I am, man. As always, uh, hey, man, keep supporting uh, the, the, the movement. I hate that term. But keep supporting uh, the Father Market Protocol. It's your man, Dean Edwards. We in the building. As always, all love. Two fingers, peasy.